Hello there, and welcome to the finale of the first season of Yes Law, the lyrical dive into Anderson Pack's discography. So, over the course of the past couple of months, I've been lyrically dissecting every song off of Anderson Pack's debut studio album, Venice. And over time, I grew. I mean, I'm not like huge or anything, I'm not like fucking dissect or watching the throne level. But like, I have an audience, and people do listen to me, um, I am currently expanding my, um, currently expanding my, uh, horizon, at least in terms of marketing through, like, Instagram and Reddit and shit like that, um, but I think this season has gone pretty well, um, did all, uh, I already dissected all the tracks, and I have all the notes of everything that I want to say, and how this is gonna work is I'm gonna first go over um all the tracks that I talked about, give basic um give a basic description of what the song's about and what kind of uh deep shit they had. And then I'm gonna make like connections with songs on the album and then after that I'm gonna guess talk about what I thought about the album and i'm gonna talk about what some people said about venice on reddit and i'm gonna conclude after that so that's basically how this episode's gonna work and yeah really excited to get this show on the road so without further ado let's begin talking about venice so the first song on the album is called Waves, which is uh intro to the album. It's twenty seven seconds of crashing waves. Not much to look into. But the th- song that does have a lot to look into is Milk and Honey, which contains themes of trust and honesty. It's about a girl giving everything to Anderson only for her to dump her criminal record onto him after fleeing the country. And then we got The City, which is a description of the beauty of Venice and how it's not the shithole that's usually made out to be. Um, Might Be is about Anderson wanting to spend the night with a girl, get high with her, sleep with her, and I think that could also represent a difference between sober and high. Miss Wright describes the right type of girl for Anderson and steps that he would need to take to get her. Put You On is about Anderson teaching uh, a girl about his, uh, about sexual ways to make her a pro, and I gotta say that that has one of the most beautiful outros to ever really grace music. And then Already uh, shows how Anderson is prepared for sex no matter what the occasion, and it also is a song that features the album's lone feature, which is none other than Sir. Also, cop his new record, uh, Chasing Summer. It's bomb, even though Anderson isn't on it, but still has got, it's got uh, Kendrick, it's got Wayne, Jill Scott, um, some other names, um, Bonet, who I'll talk about in the Oxnard season. Um, but yeah, go uh, check it out. Uh, Dogtown is an interlude basically describing the shadiness of Venice in a sort of old-fashioned documentary style. I miss that whip shows Anderson having no remorse for the girl that he had broken up with, but he does miss her car given that he had good memories with it and it was his one mode of transportation in the first place. 
Uh, Gem High is a light hearted track about a dying relationship that Anderson wants to improve. Paint pretty much uses paint metaphors to describe how Anderson can please a girl. And yeah, it's a song that has four hooks. Remember the uh, shock game? And two of those hooks actually could resemble a uh, possible regret. Uh, drugs um, is a song where drugs are actually used as a metaphor to describe the connection and chemistry between two people. And when there's a natural connection, it's wonderful. And then the Mickey Dora lute is a Mickey Dory, Dora sample used to represent the slump aspect of Venice. It's kind of like um, in a similar fashion of Dogtown. Love You shows Anderson seeming to know why his girl likes so well that he believes that they had to have met in a past life. Right there um, has Anderson and a girl bored with their high lives, and they're like the him and the girl are make what's making each other's lives actually worth it. And off the ground has Anderson falling for a girl with a bad life, and he wants to make it better for her. And that's all 16 tracks basically summarized. I go into more detail about these in the other 13 episodes that I did talking about this um, album in full. So definitely check those out if this is your first episode. And that's pretty much the sum up of the album's tracks. Now let's get into the album as an album. Um, now, in terms of connections, um, I did notice a bit of separation with the interludes. Um, now, how I explain that will make more sense as I talk about it right now. Like, from Waves until Dogtown, that's probably where the most R-rated content is. And it includes a lot of, um sexual and drug-related themes. And then from Dogtown to the Mickey Dorlude, um, for the most part, uh, the subjects become lighter with lighter themes for most of the songs. And, like, even if it does get a little risque at times, it, like, doesn't really do it as a, I guess, as edgy to be edgy. And from Mickey Dorlude to end, it's showing off a more, uh, basically more loving than sexual desires compared to the earlier tracks in the album, especially from Waves to Dogtown. And I actually did notice something huge um, about how it ties up from the beginning to the end. So basically, in Off the Ground, Anderson finds a girl living a low-quality life. He feels something with her and wants to make everything better for her. In Milk and Honey, Anderson finds himself in the same situation with um, being a low-life, and then Anderson... Well, a girl finds Anderson, and he, she basically makes it better for him with a relationship. The difference is, though, with Milk and Honey, that song ends with him being left to deal with his girl's criminal history as she flees the country. Now, I think Off the Ground, uh, this definitely does tie into Off the Ground. Um, whether or not it's intentional, um, that's for Anderson to say, but I... This is too fucking um, trippy to be a coincidence because, like... I think it could be 
something either off the ground being Anderson putting the same situation on a girl. It could even be Milk and Honey being told from a different perspective and not finishing it to just, like, have implications. So the album doesn't really follow, like, a huge concept, like, say, I don't know, American Idiot or um, Good Kid, Matt City. Uh, those are the two that came to mind when you're thinking about albums with, like, a full concept throughout. And this isn't really one of those albums, but definitely does give you a lot of stuff to think about, especially considering how scarily similar Off the Ground and Milk and Honey are. Now, with this, I have to... I want to give my personal take on the album, because um, I do think that I should definitely, after having dissected this album for 16 songs, I definitely think I should probably say... I guess, my personal opinion on the album. Um, And people view this as a weaker Anderson album, and it's not, like, it's definitely not his best work, because this was definitely early in his career, before he um, met Dre, and before he, like, got more professional about it. But it's definitely really good, in terms of, like, showing, like, Basically, for a first impression of Anderson Pack, it's definitely top tier album. Uh, it's one of the best projects of 2014 in my eyes. Um, I'll admit to having like um, Prime by DJ Premier and Royce Five Nine more, but this is definitely a bomb, bomb ass album. Um, I will admit there are like a few things I would have done. Uh I think one of the things I would have done was made waves the outro and the intro, but I like I said before, this the off the ground and milk and honey connection might not even be connected. But if they are, then that's actually um that definitely would have been a killer way to end the album because it would have shown, like, more obvious connection. But maybe Anderson wanted us to say again, honestly, using your brain for something probably isn't really a terrible idea, especially considering that people have school. Um, hell, I got school. Um, and then, like, you gotta account for the younger audiences. I mean, obviously, that's not why people try and make you think. Like, you think Kendrick Lamar, for example. You think he makes all this complex music just so that people in college can have something to think about and write essays on. I mean, people write essays about To Pimp Butterfly all the time, but that's not really the important part of... It's not really why he does it. He does it for, like, commentary, and that's, I believe, why... Pretty much any musician would make a complex album, and this one. But yeah, point said that would have been a kill way to end the album, but probably wasn't just so it could uh, make it obvious or something like that. Or maybe he didn't really want to. I don't know. It's definitely something that is worth taking your time to think about. So about a month ago. I made a post to Reddit saying this. The uh, post is titled, Have Your Comment Featured on the Yes Lot Season Finale. And what I put in the 
basically what I said was, I am the guy behind Yes Law, the lyrical dive, and the Anderson Packs discography, and would like your help on the season finale, in which I analyze every song off Venice line by line. All you need to do is comment on this post and say something about Venice. It can be your overall opinion, memory of the album, moments that stick to you, whatever. So sound off in the comments, and I'll see you when the finale drops, whenever that ends up being. Um, I didn't really expect a huge turnout. Uh, I did get nine nine upvotes, but that is 100% upvoted, so that is, at least nobody downvoted it, and I actually did end up getting seven comments, which is, um, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have been surprised with zero, um, and if I did get zero, I would just delete the post and say, pretty much said, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not gonna, well, I wouldn't have quit the, um, I wouldn't have quit the show, obviously, but I would have basically canceled the segment and i got a total of seven responses i got eight total comments but one of them was a uh response to a comment and all right let's begin the first comment comes from finn the super cool guy and this was uh uh most upvoted one i believe yes it was most upvoted was five upvotes and what uh my guy finn said was Venice feels like getting my dick sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm appreciative of the comedy and um definitely like it doesn't always have to be serious shit. I actually do enjoy reading stuff like this. So uh thanks for your input, Finn. Um definitely was I don't, I'm not trying to sound sarcastic or anything. Like, if it does come up, does if it does come across that way, I am sorry. But like, that's not that's not the intent. I actually do enjoy the humor because uh, the humor uh, definitely does take away from the focus of like all serious shit. Um, and yeah, that. Um, thanks, Finn. You got to laugh at me. I like the album Venice by Anderson Pack. Uh, when I listen to the album, I feel good inside. Said by uh, Jesse G four five six, and um, yeah, it's definitely a um, definitely does pretty much anything Anderson does. Pretty much makes me feel good inside. Whether it's the like West Coast rap sound or the uh, smooth soul R and B sound, and yeah, this definitely does have his um definitely does feel nice all right and then particle being said venice was a taste of what uh, the innocent pack can do as an artist that being said pack is his own man with good self-occupied genre of just being so damn smooth with it all malibu is a classic of its own every song is cool and wavy he has the next one with only a style that Anderson Pack possesses. Oxner didn't know what to expect, honestly, but man, did it exceed my expectations. The album's still on repeat from time to time. Ventura is a low key, unexpected drop that I love too. Smoothest line I ever heard him say was, was from the album. Cause, I know, Cause if I know I can get it, then I've already had it. I'm cool, cool. Come on, Pack. Smooth way, man, to pick up a mic. On the side note, name a more iconic duo. Greater than Anderson Pack and his teeth. I'll wait. Um, I mean, Anthony Fantano has nice teeth, but I think Anderson um is the one with the best teeth in the game. <laughs> um, and Anthony tried to pull the I use bra- uh he used braces so he cheated. Um, you got you gotta do what you gotta do to get to the top, man. 
Um, but yeah, that definitely was spot on with that. Um, Malibu, Oxnard, and Ventura, they are on my rotation playlist, and Venice is too, and it basically shows what it's basically an opening impression of, um, basically is, I guess, the first impression that you'd get, and it's a pretty damn good first impression. J-Rob H.O. said, The project that kicked off an amazing run of albums. There's no Malibu, no Oxner or Ventura without Venice. And honestly, yeah, I agree with you. Without uh, Venice, we could not have gotten any of the other albums. I know it was um, the Link Up and Sweetie P that um, Dre came to discover, but I definitely do. Um, that is definitely true, because if that was really all you had, then really, I don't know if... Like, based on two songs, really, because, okay, I guess three songs, because Droogs, but, like, three songs and then three interludes, um, I don't know if that would be good enough first impression, so he definitely would have had to listen to Venice, and he also had to have gotten a following from Venice, too, to have gotten word of mouth around, which eventually did spread to Dre, um, so, yeah, and then, Desperate. Despacito with a 2 instead of a T. So I don't know if it's supposed to be like Despio 2 or Despacito or um, however it is. <laughs> uh, Venice was my first time hearing Anderson during my freshman year of high school. His music has been a motivation in high school and now I'm pump- pumping Ventura in my senior year. Uh, yeah, I pretty much discovered him in my freshman year too. It was during a wrestling. Uh, it was during a wrestling tournament. It was when I started getting into hip hop, and I downloaded Dr. Dre's Cotton album because I needed a new album to listen to. And I was honestly impressed with the guy. And when I um, when time for Oxner and Ventura came around, you know I definitely bumped that uh, day one right there. Um, Venice was a great album by Anderson Pack. Not his best, but damn good for his first album. I love how the foreign how foreign the music was to my ears and the vibes were right were tight. And that came from Nightcatcher 13. Um, yeah, definitely was good to hear something uh definitely was really cool definitely is really cool when you hear something that nobody has done before um i definitely like definitely listening to someone with Anderson Pack style um there's rarely anybody that even does it because Because I, um, he can't really, um, like, there's no one out like him, uh, there's no really other way to, no other way to say it, because, uh, I, yeah, there's no other way to say it other than, like, he's, the only person that can be Anderson Pack. Like, people try to be like. People can 
successfully by other people's style, but like you cannot. Um, there is no biting Anderson Pack and getting away with it because nobody is someone that nobody is someone. There's nobody like Anderson Pack, and yeah, the vibes were also really good, and. Yeah, that is looking like that this is going to be it for these people. So thank you guys for commenting. Um, really appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten. I haven't really got much uh, comments on like actual podcast pages. So it's definitely nice to see a turnout of people, turnout of supporters. And yeah, um, thanks for your input and... Um, I really enjoyed reading it. And now that I've said most of what I want to say for the finale, I am going to conclude the episode. But before I do that, I want to talk about really why I started the podcast. So, freshman year of high school, I already mentioned this, but I'm going to talk about it again. I had a wrestling tournament, and I wanted to download new music. And the... Um, that was when I first started listening to hip-hop. The only rapper I really was listening to at that time was really Eminem. And I love Eminem still to this day. He's one of my favorites really ever to get on the mic. But I wanted to expand my taste a little bit, so I started with the person that he, um, the person that brought him up, Dr. Dre, and I downloaded his most recent album, Compton, because it was um, $5.99 on iTunes. I don't use iTunes anymore. I uh, swapped over to Apple Music because it's just more convenient to me, for me. And there was a constant theme I noticed on the album, and it was on the album six times. And it was Anderson Pack features. Um, he was featured on six songs, and I noticed it and he had a really cool style that I liked um and really enjoyed hearing him even if it was just like an intro for bridges or issues sorry and or a bridge for medicine man and really that's what got me into him I checked out some of his other work um bumped Oxnard and Ventura day one and Definitely will be doing that to any future album he drops, and I still bump his albums to this day. Um, and the reason I started this was it was really just an idea that just randomly came in my head. Like, yeah, fuck it, it'll give me something to do when I'm bored. And I'm not really a professional at all. Um, I don't get my annotations from Genius, but I do sometimes look at the the genius annotations just to like basically get a sense of like what's going on there weren't really many for venice so a lot of it was my own work but um genius did help me um on my way through this Uh, i didn't really rely on it too much especially during the later parts of the season but like um definitely um was more Lying than probably most po- podcasts. Um, but yeah, and I recorded 
every episode so far on an iPhone. I'm recording this on an iPhone right now. Um, and my setup is basically a laptop to, like, help with, like, research and shit that I don't feel like doing on my phone. My phone to, like, record and shit. Um, and I haven't really gotten too big of an audience. My estimated audience score to Anchor is 26, but I have been growing over the past uh, couple months, and... Yeah, it's definitely been an amazing experience, and I'm gonna definitely stick with it for as long as I possibly can. Uh, some acknowledgments I do want to give, um, Dissect Podcast and Watching the Throne, uh, those are two podcasts that did pretty much give me this idea. Um, they inspired me to, like, look into music and how it, how it's really... I guess, how it's made, I guess, or, like, big concepts throughout, and I'm not, um, and those are two ones that, uh, that were really big for me with Dissects on Two Pins Butterfly, uh, Beautiful Dark Fantasy and Blonde and Channel Orange at the time, uh, was, I think, I think I started this before Flower Boy. And then watching the throne with Ye's discography, and then but I want to do it with Anderson because he was such a um, one of kind artist that I wanted to do this. I want to thank Genius again for providing lyrics and um, I guess um, I guess helped me throughout this. I mean, I didn't really rely on it too much, but I did look at annotations to like see how right it, like, how popular my theories were. Uh, Anderson Pack in Free National for working tirelessly on sound. This does have a lot of Free National influence. Um, and also, sir, your outro is dope, and your music is dope, so, yeah, you too. Um, one of the most important ones I want to thank is the fans, because you guys are what keeps me motivated to do this, even though it's a small audience, uh, I'm expanding my boundaries through... Right now, it's Reddit and Instagram, but I probably will eventually uh, get more stuff. And the final one I do want to thank is actually myself. Yeah, I'm pulling a Snoop Dogg. I want to thank me. Um, and the reason I'm going to thank me is because I am terrible with commitment. And I'm terrible with time management. Shit, this took like, what, fucking two months to get this out? Uh, which I attribute to work, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank myself for my dedication and actually being able to do this. And, yeah, I already briefly touched upon this, but, uh, Instagram and Reddit, uh, follow me at, uh, yeslodpod or u slash yeslodpod on Reddit, um, and I am starting to make an effort to post more on Instagram on YesLodPod. I just made the account like a week or two ago. So definitely um, hit me up there. Um, I will be posting um, what. So definitely give me a follow there. I mean, Reddit's not really as important to have followers because your feed is mostly what is posted. Um, but yeah. And next season, I'm actually going to be doing Malibu because that's Anderson's second album. So, like, um, 
why would I just go out of chronological order of what I'm doing right now? Um, I'm gonna what the what's plan is is I'm gonna start with the studio albums and then go off of collaboration and mixtapes and shit like that from there. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's looking like it's gonna be it. So I definitely will talk to you guys later. I will start working on Malibu as soon as I can. But other than that, it has been real, guys. So take care.